Welcome to Celestial Insights, a weekly podcast that brings the stars down to earth. I'm your host, astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks. My purpose is to provide practical, unique, and insightful guidance to help you navigate the energies of the week like a boss. Hello, this is Celeste of Astrology by Celeste, and on this episode, I will discuss the astrology for the week of April 9th, 2023. But first, an announcement. I am having a workshop about the solar eclipse at 29 degrees of Aries next Sunday, April 16th at noon Pacific time. You will learn all about this eclipse and about some exciting events that are coming up in the news and as well as how it may be impacting your chart as well as the collective. Eclipses are times of great beginnings, sudden endings. They are new moons and full moons times 10. So you can sign up at the link in the show notes or go to my website, astrologybyceleste.com and sign up on the events page. The theme of this week is justice for all. And there are three big things I want you to think about. The first is that now we know what the story is of the eclipse season, at least for the United States and Donald Trump and D.A. Alvin Bragg. On March 30th, the date of the Venus-Uranus conjunction at 16 degrees of Taurus was the date that Trump was indicted the former president of the United States. Mercury was at 23 Aries in his ninth house of legal affairs, transiting that house, in a square to his natal Saturn in Cancer. So Mercury, an announcement square Saturn of consequences from the authority is right on brand for an indictment. And at the solar eclipse at 29 degrees of Aries, the sun and the moon will be in a trine with Donald Trump's 29 degrees Leo ascendant. And the ascendant speaks to our image of what other people see when they see us. It also has to do with literally our physical body as well as our identity. And at that eclipse, Jupiter will be at 23 degrees of Aries squaring his Saturn at 23 degrees of Cancer. So Jupiter justice, squaring his Saturn, consequences, the authority is calling him to account for actions he took regarding this payoff to Stormy Daniels. And I really see this as part of Pluto in Aquarius. The United States has been in its Pluto return as Pluto returned to where it was when the United States was founded in the second house at 27 degrees of Capricorn. And the second house is about our values. And one of the values of the United States is supposed to be that all people are created equal, meaning that we should all face the same consequences for wrongdoing. And now that Pluto has moved into Aquarius opposite Leo, Leo, the sign of kings, Aquarius, the sign of the common person, really, I feel like this is really on brand for the timing of this indictment 
to be related to that transit. And Pluto is soon going to square the north and the south node of fate. And the statement could be said, no matter who you are, you have to face consequences for your actions. Now, I would have preferred the first indictment to be about what happened in Georgia or on January 6th, but this is what we've got. And it's so interrelated to his chart the reason why this is the first event. And if you come to the Eclipse Workshop, I will show his chart as well as how it relates to the United States. One of my big concerns, there's a lot of mirroring with this next eclipse and what was going on in 1995 when Timothy McVeigh set off a bomb in Oklahoma City and blew up that federal building, killing over I believe it was 168 people. At that time, Uranus was at zero degrees of Aquarius. Now we have Pluto there, and Pluto was in a sextile to that Uranus back then. So there's a lot of reflections of what was going on back then and what's happening now. There was a lunar eclipse in Libra back then. Now we're having a solar eclipse in Aries Yeah, I think there could be some kind of attempts for his supporters to carry out domestic terrorism. I'm hoping because Mars is in Cancer, it will be a failure for this eclipse season. But we do know that one of the main stories in the United States is that it's the first time a United States former president has been indicted on criminal charges. The next thing I want to make you aware of is that Mercury is now in its pre-retrograde shadow. Mercury entered Taurus last week, and on April 21st, it will appear from our perspective on Earth to stop at 15 degrees of Taurus and move backwards until May 14th when it goes direct at 5 degrees of Taurus. So as soon as Mercury goes past 5 degrees... It is going into an area where it's going to have three passes on. So there's the direct that goes over. Then when it retrogrades back over, it treads back over the same ground and then we'll go back over that ground again. So this is part of why we see reversals and reoccurrences of previous situations when we have a planet go retrograde. So just keep in mind, this is not the best time to be buying new electronic equipment or signing contracts without like really scrutinizing every single detail of the contract because what can happen is that, you know, you buy a new car, it's a lemon or You sign a contract and then realize there's a clause in it that, ugh, this is a problem. It's so interesting. At that Venus-Uranus conjunction on March 30th, what also came up on that day in the news was that the new thing that Ron DeSantos had set up a board in Florida about Disney and breaking up Disney's ability to govern themselves, where there's some weird clause in that contract about something about Prince Charles's line of succession. I don't know. It's very confusing to me. But anyway, there was a clause in the contract that pretty much invalidated what Ron DeSantos, the governor of Florida, was trying to do to try to get control over Disney because he didn't like the fact that the CEO had spoken out about the Florida's don't say gay bill. So in an effort to punish Disney, 
tried to break up their ability to govern themselves. And yeah, there's this clause in there that really kind of invalidates what the governor had tried to do. I wonder if that contract was signed under a Mercury retrograde. And yeah, they didn't realize that this clause was slipped in. So keep that in mind if you want to buy anything big or you're signing any kind of serious paperwork or contracts. The last thing I want to make you aware of is that we're going to be having a last quarter moon at 23 degrees of Capricorn on Thursday. And at the last quarter moon, the sun in Aries at 23 Aries will square the moon at 23 Capricorn. This is the end of a 27 month cycle. We're going into that last nine months. So things are seated at the new moon. The new moon of this cycle, this moon phase family, was at 23 degrees of Capricorn on January 12th, 2021. So look at your natal chart. Where is 23 degrees of Capricorn? What house is it in? What other planets are in conversation? Are they in smooth flowing trines or are hard aspects, conjunctions, squares, or oppositions? You're more likely to be able to recognize the story that may have pivot points every nine months if it's a conjunction or a square or an opposition. The first quarter moon of this cycle was where the sun was in Libra and the moon was in Capricorn on October 12th, 2021. They were both at 20 degrees. The full moon where all was revealed, there was like like a culmination of this cycle was on July 13th, 2022, where the sun was in Cancer and the moon was in Capricorn. So look back and see if there's a story you recognize because there may be another pivot point this week with the sun in Aries and the moon in Capricorn. And Capricorn is a sign of our legacy. It's a sign of achievement. It's a sign of putting in The hard work, Capricorn's ruled by Saturn, the planet of discipline, structure, duties, and obligations in order to have a legacy or some sense of achievement or status. And you can think about how your desires for legacy hold you back from taking actions that bring you joy because maybe you have concern about the authority and how the authority is going to perceive your actions. Or it could be like, do you seek stability? And your efforts to seek stability keep you from your true self-expression, joy, or going after what you want. Or how can you contain your impulsiveness if that's an issue, or recklessness, or just leaping before you look? How does moving too fast keep you from achieving your goals could be another way to look at this last quarter moon. And the last quarter moon is called a crisis of consciousness, where you think about what came before and what lessons you've learned and what you're ready to release and how you're going to do things differently. Now, this last quarter moon could be a bit intense. And so now that I've seen the story that Trump has been indicted and he's calling for his supporters to protest, and we know there are a lot of right-wing people who are involved, and 
like trying to obliterate the authority with Saturn and Pisces. Saturn was in Pisces back when the Oklahoma City bombing happened, when the Branch Davidian, the Waco, when the government went after that cult and it was a disaster where a bunch of children were caught up in this struggle against this cult leader, a very Saturn and Pisces figure. If you have not seen Waco on Showtime, it is phenomenal. Michael Shannon plays an FBI agent and Taylor Kirsch, I think is his name, plays David Koresh. And the way they unfold the story, I could not stop watching it. It's kept me up late at night. So I really highly recommend watching it. It's only six episodes, and the second season is coming out about the aftermath of Waco. So anyway, one of the things for my listeners who are not in the U.S., this government overreach led to a lot of fervor, and there was also this incident in Ruby Ridge, which really outraged a lot of right-wing people stirred up this anti-government sentiment. And there's a lot of reflections about what's going on now related to back then. And at this last quarter moon, the moon is parallel Antares, which is one of the most intense fixed stars. It's one of the royal stars of Persia, but there is a lot of potential for explosive stuff happening. It's The fixed star is actually at 10 degrees of Sagittarius, but it being activated at this last quarter moon, I just keep thinking, you know, there are people during this time who are going to be planning action against the government where I'm sure they're wanting to make it a big spectacle where a lot of people get hurt. And Juno, the asteroid of partnership, is conjunct Uranus, which breaks things. So there are going to be relationships that break up during this last quarter moon where people are, you know, decide they want to go their own way. Now, there could also be people coming together for relationships to do Uranian things like lawless bomb making and things like that. Venus is also approaching a square to Saturn. So there's this double nature of relationships breaking up. Venus rules relationships. Saturn rules separation. These squares are tense aspects. Venus is in Gemini and Saturn is in Pisces. So the square is going to be happening where they're both at four degrees of each of those signs. So that can be relationship challenges, like feelings of obligations or boredom or duties and relationships that you want to kind of release yourself from. It could also just be the burden of social niceties, like you, Venus and Gemini, you have to go to a party because it's your spouse's or your friends need you there and like you're bored or feel like you're obligated or repressed with Saturn or can't speak up or say what you'd like to say. But this could also be people coming together in order to do something against the authority. Saturn rules the authority. So there's this double indication that 
what could be going on is people planning some kind of attack or thing like that. But also some people were going to have some hardships in their own lives where relationships are ending. It could also be work relationships ending, hopefully by your choice, if you're listening to this, rather than, you know, a layoff or something like that. But people could also be willing to set themselves free it's eclipse season where people can decide, oh, I'm going to start my own business. Oh, I'm going to go for this job that, you know, maybe I don't have the exact qualifications, but I know I can do it. And you make that change. If you want to know what your chart is calling for, what kind of change may be coming in for you, you can book a Return to the Stars Natal Astrology Reading on my website, astrologybyceleste.com. On Sunday, the word of the day is web. I keep thinking about people weaving a, a web of deceit. Now that I've seen this story about what could be coming up, I can't unsee it. So the moon enters Sagittarius at 5.56 a.m. Pacific time. And I love a Sagittarius moon. This fire energy is feisty. It's seeking wisdom. It's seeking exploration. Now, on a shadow side, Sagittarius energy can be very lawless, like where you just kind of do your own thing regardless of what other people think because there is this sense with Sagittarius of your philosophy is what's right, what's true, what's just. So keep that in mind to understand other people may have differences of opinion. The disseminating moon will be at four degrees of Sagittarius at 2.24 p.m. Pacific time. The disseminating moon calls for us to share what we know to help teach other people, but you know, people can be a little bloviating with the Sagittarius moon because it reports into Jupiter and Jupiter's in Aries and Jupiter just makes everything bigger. So just be aware, somebody may be a little kind of obnoxious over the next couple of days. Yeah. The sun is conjunct the asteroid Arachne that's associated with the goddess that weaved a web. Arachne is associated with spiders. And so because Mercury's in its retrograde shadow, the web you weave may need to be unstrung and restrung a couple of times. So try to use Mercury and Taurus to have patience with the things you're working on this week. Venus is still on Algol. So this to me is like the people coming together for no good. Algol's that fixed star that is very unfortunate. And Mercury's parallel Uranus for the next several days. So that's explosive energy. So just be aware, people may be really extra intense over the next couple of days. On Monday, the word of the day is steamy. Mars, this planet of action, drive, assertion, aggression, conflict is in fall in the sign of cancer. It does not like to be in cancer. It's very emotionally driven. So, and now it's answering to the moon and Sagittarius. So really notice if you see people just really, I mean, on a high road, it can be like someone could be just so funny and weaving a story that just really delights you, but it could also be someone just going on and on and on and bloviating and getting on your nerves. The moon is 
also out of bounds as well as Mars. So both of them are past the declination of the sun, kind of answering to themselves. And you have the moon and fire, Mars and water, fire and water makes steam. They're contraparallel. So there's this opposition. So people may just be fighting with others seemingly for no reason, but there is this intensity on this day. So just keep this in mind. Venus will enter the sign of Gemini at 9.46 p.m. Pacific time. Venus in Gemini is a time where we should get together with friends or siblings, have witty repartee. This is a light, airy Venus that I think will really be enjoyable for many. I have my natal Venus in Gemini. And since Mercury's in Taurus, they're in each other's signs so they can do like a freaky Friday where Venus can be like it's in Taurus and Mercury like it's in Gemini, where you can just have a lot of pleasure and witty conversation. So let's use this energy for that so you can flirt with someone and it gets steamy pretty fast. On Tuesday, the word of the day is alliance. Now, Tuesday, every planet has a day of the week, and Tuesday is Mars's day, so people may be taking action to come together with other people. Now, Venus is trying Pluto, and so this we've been under this Venus-Pluto for several days, so this can be like connecting with people who are very powerful or having power struggles in relationship or having some intensity in relationships, but it's a smooth, easy flowing trine. So there can be a lot of pleasurable nature to this. I wonder if this is the day that Finland will become part of NATO. NATO is an alliance. Venus rules alliances and Pluto, a powerful country, a powerful alliance. Yeah, I also think this speaks to the right wing and white supremacist groups planning stuff about Trump being indicted. The moon will enter Capricorn on this day at 10.32 a.m. Pacific time. Notice if you see a shift. People may get a lot more serious when the moon moves from the joyful sign of Sagittarius to the get down to business sign of Capricorn. That practical earth energy is really grounded. Now, also on this day, the sun will meet Jupiter. So there could be a spotlight. The sun spotlights things about Jupiter topics like law, ethics, royalty is a Jupiter topic, higher education. At 3.06 p.m. Pacific time, Jupiter will go Kazemi. So like old stories being burnt off as it starts a new cycle. And there's a couple other aspects on this day that I feel like it could be the most intense day of the week. On Wednesday, the word of the day is perspective. So with the moon in Capricorn opposite Mars in Cancer, there can be just some coldness or really bluntness or critical communication, I think, could come up on this day. And with Mercury and Capricorn, people can be really fixed in their stance. So take a step back and have some perspective. Is this something you want to engage in a power struggle with your whoever is the partner you're with, a business partner? a marriage or relationship partner, 
whoever, just keep in mind, people may be a little tense and is it worth having the conflict? On a high note, like someone may push you a little farther to achieve something you didn't know that you had the ability to achieve. So you can use this positively. There's not that much going on in the sky. It's just these moon aspects that can be a little tense. But if you have perspective, take a higher view. You can sail through this day just fine, hopefully. On Thursday, the word of the day is learnings. We're having that last quarter moon at 23 Capricorn at 2.11 a.m. Pacific time. So take some time to think about what have you learned since the new moon of this cycle in Aries that happened a few weeks ago, as well as think back to the moon phase families from 27 months ago. And yeah, if your chart was activated, what did you learn? The moon will enter Aquarius at 1.46 p.m. Pacific time. Aquarius is, is a fixed air sign where you can get a little levity and maybe get a little more detached. So maybe plan to have cocktails or coffee or something after work with a friend or a social group or do something that makes the world a better place. Aquarius is the sign of the collective. Now the moon will meet Pluto right away. So there can be some intensity or power struggles as well on this day. But yeah. On Friday, the word of the day is discipline. So if there's something you want to finish up, you know, you may want to restrict your fun time or joy in order to take care of it. Venus, the planet of pleasure, is in Gemini in a square with Saturn and Pisces. They're both at four degrees. So this can be feelings of obligations that limit your fun. It can also be feelings of loneliness. So if you're lonely, you know, reach out to someone. Saturn will sextile the North Node. So maybe if you put in that extra effort, what you achieve will really help pull you on your way The North Node of Fate and Destiny is, you know, what we're moving towards in our own life as well as for the collective. On Saturday, the word of the day is destiny. It's April 15th, so hopefully you've finished your taxes. Hopefully I've finished my taxes. Yeah, and with Saturn's sextile, the North Node yesterday, I don't know you know, what's going on with the collective, something may be going on or something may really pop off in the United States. So if if you feel unsafe in any way, trust your intuition. The moon will enter Pisces at 3.56 p.m. Pacific time. So that can really heighten your intuition. And so listen to it. Pisces is a water sign. It's mutable energy where it could be a wonderful evening to go to the symphony or some listen to some other type of music or go to a dance performance or something like that. Do something that helps take you to another world, but watch out for overindulging in like drink or food or whatever you don't want to take to excess. So that's it for this week's episode. Feel free to email me at Celeste at astrologybyceleste.com with any astrology and action stories. Take care and I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Celestial Insights. To learn more about my work, 
please visit my website, astrologybyceleste.com, where I offer personal readings, horary consultations, cosmic coaching, group events, and classes to help guide people to higher levels of fulfillment. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Astrology by Celeste. If you enjoyed Celestial Insights, please help others find the show. Follow, rate it five stars, or write a nice review. I would so appreciate it. I'm astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks, and I'll be back next week. 